Hello, hello. I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com, and this is the Hometown Daily News Show for October 14th, 2022. Um, not, I, I had an interesting morning, and I had an interesting afternoon. Great meetings. Everything seemingly went fine, but I had one person decide that they were going to be the arbiter of how to treat people walking across a street in an intersection where they had the, the, the person walking, the pedestrian had the right of way and they honked their horn at me and then went past me and gave me the bird <laughs> and then sped through the neighborhood where there's children all over the place. And to that person, I say, you suck. Let's get into today's articles. I already got about 10 of them. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, what can you do about it? Well, you can come here every day at 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. Eastern. If you hit exclamation point showbot, you can actually go over to a website called ometown.showbot.tv. And that will allow you to vote on the articles that you find interesting. I'll keep it in mind when I go through all of the news throughout the day. And um, I use it in my daily life, hometown.com. I'm the mayor of it. I run it. I process all of the information as much as possible throughout it. And uh, I hope that you come over and hang out too. I don't really market it. I don't have any ads running in it. I don't um, profit from it. It's it's really just kind of a thing that I use to uh, manage my information overload. Um, but at the beginning of this year, I opened it up to the public. You are now allowed to go over to it and peruse the various articles in the various categories like create news, education, entertainment, social and technology. And then we talk about it every day, every day. I have not missed a single day yet. I'm kind of delaying here. So let's get into the news. The very first article for today is Elon Musk under federal investigation over $44 billion Twitter deal. But hold your horses because that is not what his attorneys say. The court filing made public by the social media company revealed SEC uh, on uh, ongoing scrutiny into the Tesla chief's acquisition bid. Elon Musk is under federal investigation related to his $44 billion takeover deal for Twitter. I don't know. Is, uh, when there's just so much money involved and a person literally can say and do whatever they want with impunity, society has a real issue. And there's a whole bunch of people banging a drum that they want to be just like Elon Musk. aspiring sociopaths. The social media company said in a court filing made public on Thursday. So remember, this is the last 24 hours of news. Twitter said it requested it for months that Musk's attorneys produce their communication with federal authorities, but they had not done so and asked a Delaware judge to order the attorneys to provide the documents. Well, if you go over to the Guardian, and it says here, Guardian staff and agencies is the 
uh, writer, the author for this. So I can't attribute who it is that wrote this full article. Um, but I had seen this elsewhere and it just happened to be in the aggregator. And it says here, Twitter, which sued Musk in July to force him to close the deal. Remember, this is an ongoing thing. There's actually a court case that is coming up. And he said, well, I'm going to close the deal. And so stop the lawsuit, stop the lawsuit. And, and Twitter's like, no, we're not going to stop the lawsuit. So it it's still moving forward. But Twitter, which sued Musk in July to force him to close the deal, said attorneys for the Tesla CEO had claimed an investigative privilege when refusing to hand over documents it had sought. Can you imagine that? Investigative privilege. In late September, Musk's attorneys provided a privilege log identifying documents to be withheld. The log referenced drafts of a 13 May email to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a slide presentation to the Federal Trade Communication uh, or Commission, sorry, uh, Twitter said. And this game of hide the ball must end, the company said in the court filing. Yeah. And when it isn't hiding the ball, it is let's just say something so that I can basically leverage the momentum of my words because people again will crawl across broken glass just to pray at the feet of elon musk oh my gosh the millionaire turned billionaire it's all a click folks at any rate Alex Spiro, who is an attorney for Musk, told Reuters that Twitter's court filings was a misdirection and that it's Twitter's executives that are under federal investigation. So it's the old he said, she said, or in this case, he said, they said, or uh, they said, it said, I'm not sure. Uh, Twitter is a is an entity, but it also has quasi-citizenship so maybe it's a they i'm not really sure at this stage uh, we'll see if the ai that drives twitter uh, becomes sentient in 10 years and then we can ask so what do you think is this deal gonna close will elon musk ever be brought up on charges for all kinds of whatever insider trading i don't know i don't know it's you know, when you can play a shell game with money to the point where it's a Gordian knot of unknown whatever and the shenanigans create a black hole of logic that only a criminal mastermind could possibly understand or maybe Doc Ock can play with enough uh, energy to create a miniature black hole and we can reach in and figure out what the hell's going on with Elon Musk's Twitter deal move on to the next article so i've been watching people play this game and if you are an extreme micromanager apparently this game is for you this sci-fi base building survival game is perfect for extreme micromanagers it's uh, in the warcrafters channel but it's sourced from pc gamer the author says it is weird to say they absolutely loved the tutorial for this early access col uh, colony survival game stranded alien dawn as in they enjoyed the tutorial so much they might actually play it again from scratch to finish before starting a proper game no joke it's that good according to the author 
In Stranded, you're managing a small group of colonists who have crash-landed on an alien planet. Each has a collection of skills and personality traits, and your job is to guide them from scavenging basic supplies to researching new technology to building a base and defending it from giant alien bugs. And, of course, you'll need to make sure that they all get along with each other and manage their mental health along with physical health. Think RimWorld, but in a game that looks more like Rust. I don't know about that does it look like rust i okay uh that might be confusing something hold on a second i know that this isn't really uh great uh like material <laughs> for yeah it's not rust it doesn't look like rust it doesn't even come close to rust anyway I thought I was confusing Rust with something else, and but no, I don't think it really looks like Rust. Anyway, the tutorial is excellent, and the tutorial took about 90 minutes to finish, according to the author, and along the way, they got a good look at just how deep the management system is. It's interesting. It's kind of 4X-y kind of a game. Uh, is this Stranded Alien Dawn? Hold on a second. Uh, Christopher Livingston is the author of this. Maybe I'm mixing up games that I saw. Um, but maybe maybe in the beginning of what I saw wasn't this, because this is not what I saw. I guess we'll see, because uh, I'm going to end up getting stranded. Huh, funny. Um, in Stranded, you're managing a small group of colonists who have crash-landed on an alien planet. Each has a collection of skills and personality traits. Now, I saw these personality traits. They talk and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you have to get them to, to work together. It's not always that easy. It says, Stranded Alien Dawn just launched into early access on Steam. It's developed by Hymamont. Hymamont? Hymamont? I'm not sure how it's called, how it's pronounced. Uh, games maker of Tropico series and surviving Mars a pretty great pedigree for management yep I agree so this will probably be extremely popular for them um, I I dug what I saw but I didn't see this so I'll have to revisit this um, but I thought that it would be great to talk to you about it because I know that it was popular um, since it's early access launch so go give it a try and you can go watch it over on twitch where you are right now if you're in my chat but if you're not in my chat well you'll have to come over to twitch let's move on to the next article i think this one is really neat because well i don't know various reasons but exoskeleton boot steps into the real world without a tether bump right and it says for the first time robotic exoskeletons designed to help we uh, wearers walk and run faster with less effort are taking untethered steps out of the lab and into the real world quote this exoskeleton personalizes assistance as people walk normally through the real world says steve collins associate professor of mechanical engineering who leads the biomechatronics laboratory which <laughs> just want to work there biomechatronics laboratory at stanford university and it resulted in exceptional improvements in walking speed and energy economy 
absolutely awesome. I am in love with this product. Um, if it ever launches uh, for a reasonable price, the robotic boot has a motor that works with calf muscles to give the wearer an extra push with every step. But unlike other exoskeletons, the push is personalized thanks to a machine learning based model that was trained through years of work. This is in the Futurity website. Uh, Taylor Kubota Stanford is the author. And the, wait, huh? I wonder if, do you think they have a relation? Like, is there, because this article is about Stanford and their last name is Kubota Stanford. All right, I'll just move on. The first time you put an exoskeleton on can be a bit of an adjustment, says Ava Lakmazahari, a graduate student in the biomechatronics laboratory who wore the exoskeleton in tests. But honestly, within the first 15 minutes of walking, it starts to feel quite natural. Walking with exoskeletons quite literally feels like you have an extra spring in your step. It just makes uh, it just really makes the next step so much easier. Imagine if this actually gets applied to other uh, biomechatronics. You know, you can get replacement legs that actually have an energy-saving exoskeleton integrated into it. This could change quite a bit of uh, motion because you're not using your leg alone. It actually has kind of a, a, a kick to it um, if you need... Uh, something else you know replace your leg and have this integrated into it and you might be the fastest runner pretty neat um, i'm sure it'll get smaller and and uh, more capable over time let's move on to the next article um, this next article is social security record 8.7 percent cost of living adjustment for 2023 could put pressure on the program's funds some experts say imagine if people got if companies got taxed and social security was refilled by some of that my gosh i can't imagine that's okay we'll we'll figure it out right as a society um social security beneficiaries are poised to see bigger checks but it remains to be seen how that will affect the program's long-term funding. Tax everybody, billionaires in particular, that aren't paying any taxes. Oh, they're paying some, but really not as much as everybody really should be. Can you imagine if billionaires and millionaires were charged the same tax that middle class and lower were charged? 15, 20, 25, 33%? Come on. I don't think society should rely on goodwill because goodwill, well, <laughs> it comes from people who care. And let's just say a lot of extremely rich people, as I have been finding out, benefit from the notoriety of giving a donation and the tax benefits that go along with it. Well, 8.7% is the cost of living for, I don't know, everybody in society. Some people can bear that burden a little easier. Social Security cannot. Uh, 
So good. 8.7 matches the current rate of inflation. So Lori Conish uh, over at CNBC wrote this article and it says here that a social security's average retiree benefit will go up by $146 per month in 2023, which is Jack. More than 70 million social security and supplemental uh, security income beneficiaries will benefit from those higher payments. It's only $146. Let's see here. Hold on one second. Oh no. Cause I always get into these discussions with people. I'm just gonna keep on moving. Uh, I get people arguing with me periodically that uh, you do know that billionaires money isn't just sitting around. I already got I went over this in another episode. Sure. Billionaires money is not sitting around, but it is demanding at least somewhere in the range of eight and 12% interest on it, on their investments. It doesn't just give given away out of the kindness of the billionaire's heart or in the case of millionaires, maybe 10 million, hundred million. It doesn't matter. It's not just given out. Here you go. Good on you for being a human. Now it's always, there is a price to pay and everybody pays it. And the money begets money. It doesn't beget any benefit to everybody else, except for the hard work that somebody earns through backbreaking sometimes work at an interest rate that now is going to be pricing them out of even obtaining a loan because there isn't a whole stew of billionaires and hundred uh, multimillionaires out there just giving money out. There is always a socioeconomic purpose. Meanwhile, the middle class is giving money to places, <laughs> getting marginal tax breaks, not able to hide it somewhere or spin up their own life insurance program with $10 million. Like I talked about a couple of days ago. Anyway, it's the highest Cola in 40 years, but those bigger benefit checks will cost the program by some estimates over a hundred billion dollars more in payouts. It's because we've got a lot of people that require it and they've paid into it. And while everybody else in the billionaire and multimillionaire class aren't feeling the pinch of CPI and PPI going through the roof. And I almost got into that conversation this morning with 40 people. The middle class is certainly feeling it. And those who are in social security absolutely are feeling the pinch. So they've paid into it. They deserve it back. That's what the purpose is. And social security should be investing just like all of the multi-billionaires and, but Government isn't designed to build profits and it shouldn't, it shouldn't run like a business. It shouldn't run like a business. It's stupid for it to run like a business. Most businesses fail. The only reason why SpaceX and Tesla and others exist is because public money has been injected into them either directly or by proxy. Now we're talking about putting tech in the ground again, but we did that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and dark fiber is still in the ground. Anyways, the trustees report 
Released in June, estimated a 3.8 cola for 2023 based on data through February. What's more, that same report also projected a cola of around 2.5 for 2024. Here's to hoping that isn't going to work. Let's move on to the next article. This one's pretty cool. I like this. Heads up. Mediation professors. Mediation. Not meditation. Mediation. Law students all your time playing headset DDR may actually make you a better problem solver. Hey, maybe I'll be able to write it off. Pico 4 write-off. Here I come. Heads up, mediation professors. That Oculus headset could be a tax write-off. Law students all your time playing headset DDR may actually make you a better problem solver. Chris Williams over at Above the Law. Ask any trial lawyer or a mediator. Good storytelling is a bedrock of legal representation. A fine bit of oration has for... A very long time been the fine line between guilt, innocence, windfall, and tough break. But as technology... Man, I love reading Above the Law articles. I really do. I really, really do. They're so much fun. Suffice it to say, I I dig law. I'm actually watching the Wakesha... Um, not Wakesha, it's Wakesha, um, Wisconsin trial right now. Uh, anyway, uh, most people think VR headsets and goofy pixel renderings of Mark Zuckerberg that are somehow still photoshopped. Yeah, this is the Mark Zuckerberg's Metaverse Legs demo was staged with motion capture, not just plain old whatever. Well, anyway, uh, but there are practical applications of the technology, VR, that is, not the bot that runs Zuckerberg. Um, of that technology that go beyond formerly Facebook's PR stunts. Turns out seeing from a different point of view can make a world of difference when medi med mediating. I want to say meditation. Mediating. Uh, let's do this quote here. I believe, quote, I believe the majority of the cases that we have used VR have been vision-related cases, and the purpose of VR with vision-related cases is it's really the only way you can allow the audience to fully grasp what the person is or is not able to see as a result of their injuries, said Cynthia Landon, visual litigation strategist at High Impact. We were able to, to create an exhibit that showed his very limited vision, Landon said. He, uh, she added, we took that and the goggles to mediation with the other side, and everyone was allowed to look through the goggles and see the loss of his vision, and it was very emotional. It's a super powerful tool, which I think is also why it works so well in mediation. And to me, I think that VR works for crime scene recreation. I think that 3D modeling uh, should take a, a massive scan of a crime scene and... Uh, Anybody that's involved in the case would, should be able to walk around the crime scene and not just view it from pictures, but actually be able to interact to some degree to see and look for yourself what the state of a crime scene is or an event or a natural disaster or all kinds of things. Uh, things that allow a person to uh, get more in contact and uh, contact and context with the scene 
um, and two-dimensional pictures don't necessarily cut it. So I'm very interested in VR for a, a plethora of reasons. Um, one being fear uh, treatment, phobia treatment, one another being uh, pain management, another being education, um, crime scene reproduction, uh, interactivity with various uh, bits of information. Uh, it, it's sometimes used in cybersecurity so that people can actually see the flow of information across a network and not just see numbers, you know, scrolling through a two-dimensional screen um, there is a lot of uh, possibility out there for vr and entertainment is just one of it so it says here another niche use of the of vr and mediation uh, pertains to accident reconstruction which is what i was just talking about i didn't know that they were going to go there um, but why stop there imagine uh, how much more memorable torts could be uh, with a virtual reconstruction of that fateful moment before is Paul's graph tried to board the train? Oh no, not that. Looking up and seeing the package that everyone associates with duty of care. I patiently wait for the day that walking in someone else's shoes moves from cliche to technical possibility. Not their literal shoes, but you get my drift. Are you saying VR shoes, Chris Williams? How coy you are. Let's move on to the next article. I don't know what is going on with Navy ships, but the U.S. Navy found E. coli in an aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln's drinking water after another carrier discovered jet fuel in its water supply. Not quite sure what's going on, but let's hurry up and get into this other article here. So Jake Epstein is the author of this uh, article over at businessinsider.com says it had said this week that there had been no confirmed cases of illness related to the contamination. And it's the second time in only a, a few weeks that the Navy has revealed the uh, potable or potable water on a carrier had been contaminated. That sucks. Um, so is it that easy to get into the drinking supply, the, the, the fresh water supply on uh, an aircraft carrier? Well, security is going to go through the roof. Sailors first noticed an odor and cloudy appearance in the ship's water on September 21st. The Navy said in a statement released Thursday, weeks after the initial discovery. The next day, testing water uh, indicated that E. coli bacteria was present in several of the ship's potable water tanks. The Navy did not go into detail on the severity of the water contamination, of which some strains and concentrations can be life-threatening. Wow, that's really interesting um, and dangerous uh, because if they are out at sea and they're on combat operations, they can't stick around with bad water poisoning people. So let's move on to the next article. Um, now, you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing, follow the links that are in the chat. Follow the links. If you just type in exclamation point showbot, it'll allow you to go over there and check out those links and you can vote for whatever article you are interested in. Um, this next article is in the word in tech. NVIDIA says it's unlaunching the 12 gigabyte RTX 4080 after backlash. How about lower your damn prices? I don't care how good it is. It's outrageously priced. Y'all are bananas. NVIDIA was pausing the launch of its upcoming 12 gigabyte RTX 4080 card after originally unveiling the 
card alongside a much more powerful 60 gigabyte model. NVIDIA now admit, admits it messed up with the naming. The RTX 4080 12 gig is a fantastic graphics card, but it's not the named right. It's probably a 4070 and we oopsied. Uh, sorry, having two GPUs with the 4080 designation is confusing. NVIDIA is now pausing the launch of the 12 gig and going ahead with the 16 gig because, well, you know what? It's the pricier version and not as hobbled. So who knows what it's going to be called? It's going to be the, what, uh, RTX 4080 Lite? I, I'm not sure. But criticism was fast. It was harsh, brutal even. Um, Gamers Nexus was like har-har. And uh, now it seems... Anyone hoping for a more reasonably priced RTX 40 series card is now going to have to wait a little bit longer. The RTX 4016 model will debut next month from $1,200 and Nvidia hasn't revealed when it plans to relaunch the 12 under a different name. 1200 bucks, folks, 1200 bucks for a single graphics card. And that doubles the price of your core computer if you want a 4080. Not everybody has three grand, five grand. I know that when I do this as an exercise, I get people that kind of push the limit of maxing it out and get up there into the 10 grand valuation. I think it's impressive, but uh, nobody's going to pay 10 grand for a desktop computer unless they are already trending towards that millionaire um, or they enjoy flinching at the bill i don't know some people will do it anyway tom warren over at the verge is the author of this article nvidia says it's unlaunching the 12 gigabyte rtx 4080 after backlash and that it was a naming and pricing well naming mistake at least probably not pricing they'll just call it something else the next article is uh, Elon Musk raises hopes for a Tesla stock buyback with a one-word tweet to third biggest shareholder, which, by the way, tanked the stock. Um, I don't know what has happened since then, um, but I find it interesting that right before the tank, it started trending down, but it was trending up before. But then it trend started trending down, and then the, the tweet, um, landed based on what I see. Let me, let me look again here. Um, let's see. Tesla stock, by the way, is up from five years ago, but has been down <clears throat> for the last year. I haven't looked at it in like three year or two year or anything in between one and five year, but it's up 181.98 in a, in a five year trend. But anyway, so today, um, the, the tweet, well, let here, let's, let's go into this. So Musk replies noted, right? I don't normally do this noted at 1057. We'll go back to the article. Um, but as the ticker says at 940, the stock was at its high 224. 
and then and and this is at 940 an hour before this noted lands and it drops from 22412 initially down to 214 so it loses 10 bucks in a matter of I think uh, 30 minutes and then it continues down um, by the time the the tweet actually lands um, it's at 212 so it started out at 224 and lost 12 bucks before that tweet landed so it had already lost 50% of what its day loss was going to be I find that interesting why why would that be considering at 9 30 a.m it was at 224 <clears throat> and all that musk said was noted to one person the person with the third largest individual shareholder man i hate I hate this stuff. <laughs> anyway, this is a businessinsider.com article by Brian Evans that talks about this. Elon Musk fueled speculation that Tesla could soon announce its first ever stock buyback. Responding to a tweet from top Tesla investor who said only a buyback or a doubling in profit could break the stock's slump. Musk said noted. Leo Koguan who says he's the third largest individual individual Tesla shareholder had previously called for a buyback of 5 billion this year and 10 billion next year. Yeah, I don't know. All of this just screams shenanigans. I mean, it's this trading stuff and, and publicly disclosing movement just seems, I don't know. With insider information, it seems insiderish, uh, plain and simple. It seems unethical to me, but I'm not a billionaire, so I'm not a sociopath. Let's move on to the next article. If you want to talk about this stuff, come to my channel here on Twitch. twitch.tv slash hometown i know the silence i'm trying to let some of this spooky music play through because it's uh october spooktober halloween is coming around the corner come on anyway the last article that i have today have i really only been talking for 30 minutes i didn't go on any diatribes this is like the slowest okay well i'll let it go for the first time in history, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game has canceled snow crab season due to the dwindling numbers of crabs available. 90% decline in the last two years. I also read an article that 2 billion crabs have disappeared. 2 billion pounds worth of crabs have disappeared. I don't know if this is the same number. I, I'll, I'll have to look at that. But it says researchers have yet to come up with a cause for the decline, but they have already agreed climate change is a main factor. This article is over at vice.com. Motherboard tech by vice. 
oh man, it's just their name. Uh, Chloe Zhang, I think it's pronounced. Uh, researchers have yet to come up with a reason for this crab disappearance. Alaska canceled snow crab season for the first time ever. Wonder what's going to happen with the show. Isn't there a show still? Uh, understanding crab fishery closures have substantial impacts on harvesters, industry, communities, and me because I like crab and lobster. Um, ADF and G must balance these impacts with the need for long-term conservation and sustainability of crab stocks. Management of Bering Sea snow crab must now focus on conservation and rebuilding given the condition of the stock. Efforts to advance our science and understanding of crab population dynamics are underway. I think this sucks because 90%, 90% have declined. I think only those who could have possibly prepared for this um, are going to be able to stay in business. The crab fishery closures have dev uh, are devastating to Alaskan crab fishers who in the past years have grossed more than 200 million from snow crab sales. Second and third generation crab fishing families will go out of business due to the lack of meaningful protections by decision makers to help crab stocks recover. The Alaska Bering Sea Crabbers Trade Association said in a statement. Yeah, I suppose. Or you could just, you know, overfish it to the point where it cannot recover because there isn't a sustainable population and it collapses environmentally. I'm sure that that would be the smartest thing to do, right? As an estimated 1 billion crabs have mysteriously disappeared in the last two years. I read it was two, but anyway, researchers are worried that the unexpected decline in crabs is a precedent for how species can be impacted by quick changes in climate. I agree. Just like society, a quick change is possible and uh, it's going to impact more than uh, just the crab population, um, the Alaskan population itself is going to collapse because there isn't going to be enough business to keep it all afloat. Okay, well, that is it for today's articles. I didn't really soapbox all that much, um, but feel free to come back tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. I do a show every single day, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, I will try and actually kick off... Um, some other things tomorrow. We'll see if I can uh, manage to experiment my way into fruition tomorrow. Uh, but we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Feel free to go over to um, exclamation point showbot and it will kick off uh, omtown.showbot.tv where you can vote for articles. I will review them and keep it in mind when I am selecting topics and if I find uh, one that is related to what people are really interested in and I'm interested in talking about it, um, we can have a big chat about it. Make sense? Okay, well, I will see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Bye-bye.